0: All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Cast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and before we jump into everything, as always, we just uh, do a little bit of a chat and everything, a little bit of an intro, and uh, just kind of go back, uh, our last, well, I wouldn't necessarily call our episode, but the last episode, uh, release that we had for recording was actually the live stream that we did from uh, the Orange Bowl and so wanted to give a shout out once again to Arbor Brewing Company in downtown Ann Arbor on Washington Street uh, thank them for letting us do that we had a nice little setup up there actually we had a booth and a table and uh, they were generous for letting us use that space and uh, it was a fun time. Uh, thanks again for the people who showed up, and if we happen to miss anybody, if anybody popped in, I mean, it was really crowded and everything, and there were people all over the place. So if somebody popped in and we didn't see you, I apologize. And even to the people who were there, I didn't—I know I didn't do a lot of chatting because I was so consumed in the streaming and all of the other stuff. I—I I, I don't know why I thought it was going to be easy
1: because nothing's ever easy. Yeah, you were you were honed in on your thing, so.
0: Yeah, I was pretty engrossed in it because I was just, I, I figured it out early that morning, got things working, got things there, and everything took longer than I thought. And so I was, had my face in my computer a lot and everything, and it's still. See,
1: that's out. why me and Caleb are opposite, because, you know, you're there, you're honed in, you're focused like a laser on getting this right and moving on, and I'm eating a burger and drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, you're, like, trying to get this going, I'm just like, eh, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> like, whatever. Because I, you know what, I don't want to touch anything, man. There's just, like, there's plugs and buttons everywhere, and I got a feeling if I just touch one, it's all going to go to all hell. So yeah. I just stay out of it, let you do your thing, let you do, you know, Caleb does a fantastic job on this show and what, getting it out there, but, you know, I, I... Pick up that slack by just kind of drinking a beer and heading over there and <laughs> put my two cents in, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, you're you're uh, taking one for the team right there.
1: Yeah, I was. Yep. <laughs>
0: well, uh, yeah, just some of the other stuff that happened. I think, I mean, there's a first for everything, and there was a definite learning curve, and now understanding it more, and being quote unquote, I guess, experienced in it. Uh definitely have a better understanding because more prep time up front. But then, uh, yeah, just uh, just an interesting thing to be doing that live for the first time. One thing, too, that I'll mention, I, I can't – yeah, I don't think I mentioned it in anything before. I was talking to somebody, though, and it was just kind of funny. But if you listen to the part where uh, the three of us are on, it was actually Craig, myself, and then uh, Craig's friend Jason. Uh, we have a new heads, another headset now so we can get three people on at one time. But the problem was I forgot to buy another splitter for the headphones. So when we were actually doing that, I couldn't hear. I didn't have volume coming through for Jason and Craig. So honestly, I was trying to do some lip reading and some other stuff. So we just get by with what we've got. And uh, like I said, there's a learning curve. We're
1: going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of went with it, but I mean, you're right, and going back to what you said, what a great place that they're more in, uh, more than happy to accommodate us, which was really cool of them. It was a really cool place because it was very rustic and a lot of wood and um, great uh, great beer and uh, great uh, to hang out with some fans and watch in the game, and that was really cool, and we had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and I realized, too, that it was really quite kind of uh, last minute, and also the location wasn't... Determined until gosh it wasn't even a week before, really, I think it was um so when we do it in the future, now that we understand what goes kinda into it and everything and other things like that, we'll pl- uh there'll be announcements earlier on, and we'll settle things earlier on trying to or on figuring things out for that so uh hoping for uh a lot more fun times like that in the future, so
1: yeah yeah but, so yeah we're hoping to do that a lot because that was a lot of fun so we we even actually liked uh talking live some people were listening to us and that was a lot of fun to do so yeah
0: yep yeah, for sure and if you get uh if you notice on our website or probably the easiest place to find our recordings and everything are is of course our soundcloud page uh anything on there that has you'll see the little uh images anything that's a yellow this is kind of something that I'm, that did uh, and I'm starting with anything that's yellow instead of just blue and white, anything that's yellow and blue is live recordings, like live and event because the other one was when we did the uh recording at the Hawaii Michigan game so yeah. so yeah, yeah anything that's yellow and blue that's actually gonna be something that was recorded live um, mm-hmm. so if you're ever yeah. checking those out uh just a little f y i on that that there so um yeah, but good times. We'll be doing uh, other things like that. Uh, maybe even during the off season, uh, we're going to be trying to come up with a plan for doing stuff during the off season. I mean, we do stuff like we always say every week uh, throughout the year. But maybe sometime we'll uh, do something at a location and just invite people to come out. I know there won't be any any games to watch, but maybe maybe we'll do something and uh, do. It wouldn't technically be a watch party. I don't know what it would ne- necessarily be, but just kind of a live broadcast somewhere. So.
1: Yeah, or I get a round table going. That'd be kind of cool. So,
0: Yes, yeah. We'll have to be doing stuff with that. So, uh, but not to uh, dive too far into that side conversation and everything. We do want to get to the football talk um, as we're going to be discussing the Orange Bowl, Michigan's last game of the 2016 season. So, uh Before taking up too much time, we will go ahead and transition into the football talk here coming up. All right, well it's The game did not go as anyone anticipated.
1: Not a, not not at all.
0: No, there. I don't think there was any part of that game that anybody could have wow. guessed or could have seen coming. Really, um,
1: They added some more gray hairs in my head. Yeah, that man, great. I can't take this.
0: Yeah, I th- one uh, and I don't want to talk about it too long because we're going to talk about plenty in this and everything. But I think one of the. Easiest words to sum up the 2016 season was heartbreaking.
1: Well, you're absolutely right, Caleb. When you can combine total of points with three losses or five points, that's heartbreaking.
0: And all of them came in the last two minutes or overtime yeah. of the game.
1: Oh yeah, Yep. Yeah. That's what's heartbreaking that you had the chance to win and they all, like you said, came back and it came down to the last minute or two, you know, you needed one stop or you needed one play to get you, you know, that first down to win it. And we just didn't. So,
0: yeah. So, and I'm not saying, and that if by heartbreaking, that does not mean failure in any way. That's not what I'm getting at. Just like, you know, you, you ha each and every one of those games, you had the hopes, you had the anticipation that Michigan could and would win the game Right but then your heart was broken because the end result was a loss, and like we were saying it came at the very end of the game, so you're looking at the real possibility and we'll talk about this more in other episodes, but the real possibility that Michigan could have okay well, if they were undefeated, they wouldn't play fuller to stay in the Orange Bowl, but they could have looked at really an undefeated season with those losses that close
1: so right. Yeah, no, you're right. And the very fact is, you know, and I was looking back at this, and you brought this up, which is cool, because if you think about it, last year we came, we were on the end of winning on some of those plays with uh, with Minnesota and uh, play with uh, Indiana. So we were on the winning end of those kind of games where we— more than likely, and was lost, but we won those games, which was really cool. But this year, we had games where we should have won, and we didn't. So, And that's too bad. And, yeah, it stinks. I think it's the combined points, like you said, that just really makes it very uh, tough to deal with and heartbreaking that five points just separates us from having three game wins against Iowa, uh, against uh, Ohio State, and against Florida State.
0: Yeah, it's rough, but like I said, we'll kind of talk about the season as a whole in other episodes coming up, so we want to focus um, for this episode on on the Orange Bowl. Um, Just a little bit here to mention before we get into it, uh, Craig and I were discussing uh, what we'll probably do, because a lot of times we'll talk about Michigan's game and then the the other Big Ten games a little bit. Well, we'll probably do just because the big game, uh, the bowl games are a little bit bigger. We're doing the Orange Bowl for this episode, and probably next week we'll do an episode for uh, recapping kind of the rest of the Big Ten and then yeah. just some general discussion. So just to give you guys heads-up on what's going to be in this episode. But we kind of have a unique experience because we have our regular caller, um, Stephen Brown, that called in, and he actually didn't just call him once. He called in twice. And so it's almost like going back in time because what actually wound up happening is he called us before the game as well as after the game. So, what we're going to do here towards the beginning is we're going to play his uh, voicemail of before the game, and then we'll also play his voicemail later on of his reaction after the game. So, we'll get things started off here with this first voicemail. What up, Craig? What up, Caleb?
2: It's your boy again, uh, Alabama's finest. Not really, but it's Stephen Brown. Listen, um, I'm pretty sure when you all play this, the game would have already taken place. Michigan would already be 11. What 11 and 11 and two? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Florida State, you know, um, took a break from jet to put up a hard-fought game. But and then I'm hoping that Michigan would have won. I'm making this call while watching Pittsburgh versus Northwestern, yeah, uh, it's trash. But, man, um, looking forward to the next season. God willing, I, like I said, I'm going to be off Twitter. But I really hope to keep up with you all. I got this number in my phone, so it is what it is. But um, I'm hoping that Michigan played really well. I'm hoping that Wolf and Spade would have thrown three touchdowns in this game. I'm hoping that the running game would have run for 150 yards and a touchdown or two. That's the hope. Like I said, this is all um, before the game. So I, I'm not God. I can't see the future. But uh, I, I just hope that Michigan played a good game. And on the next year, doing that thing, recruiting some horses, those stallions that are needed, getting rid of the previous regime's players, getting hardball killers in there. That's what are, those, those guys are needed. And then, um, hopefully everything's going well from that point. Uh, I, just, I just look at uh, Michigan closing the gap on the Big Ten, especially Ohio State. I'm pretty sure they'll finish with the same record. Ohio State likely going to lose to Clemson. Well, by the end, by the time you all play this call, they should have already lost. And if they didn't, they definitely lost to Alabama because Washington surely didn't beat them. Um, but yeah, man, just looking forward to the next year, God willing. So hopefully Michigan plays better, um, has a, a different mindset, different mentality and, and going to the next season with, with, um, a, a huge chip on their shoulder and wanting to just dominate everybody. That's, that's, that's what's needed that you got to get to that level. I talk about it a lot. They got to get there. So hopefully they would have done that. But like I said, when I on, when you all play this, hopefully they will already be the orange bowl champion. All right, man, I, got, I just got through working out. So I got to take a shower. I don't want to sit here spanking. It is what it is, man. Fee. Everybody, all y'all Michigan fans, it's all good. I love all y'all. You know, listen to the Blues Brothers, you know, Michigan Man, Ray, Zeke, everybody. From Eagle Eye Network, all of them. Just, just the family, man. The Blue, major Blue World Order. Y'all know how we do it. I'm getting hyped because I'm thinking about next hopefully, but. Y'all take care. And everybody have a happy New Year, too. Hopefully Michigan would have won the Orange Bowl when they played this once again. Peace.
1: There you go.
0: Yeah, always appreciate his calls. And, Stephen, a happy New Year to you, too before we yeah. get
1: any yeah he, uh, he's he's awesome man to listen to the you know, passion and stuff and yeah obviously if anybody doesn't know that he is actually taken off from twitter which is sad because he always had some great tweets some great insight and great passion and 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 he knows the game of uh f- football and he knows michigan football very well and, and coming from the state of in, in alabama he hear i'm sure he hears a lot so um, just having somebody in that state talk and being a Michigan fan is really cool. So, but um, yeah,
0: you know what? You know what I should have done that I wanted to do, but uh, his voicemail and these sounds would have been on the same uh, on the same line, and so I didn't want to really drown it out. I really wanted to go through and uh, if he got something right, like if he predicted something right, like he said uh, Ohio State was going to lose to Clemson, just do yeah. a little. Yeah, and then, that's perfect, man. And I then, then if he got something wrong, it would have been something like... <laughs> Bailhorn? Yeah. But uh, it, it's on the same line. Lo- I thought it was going to overpower it, so... No. You know,
1: maybe next he, time. He'd appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think it's cool.
0: But, yeah, no, uh, he had uh, he had some good points, though, that uh definitely kind of want to talk here to kick things off. So, Craig, I'll yeah. let you start.
1: No, he had some great points, and obviously, unfortunately, he was, you know... I I was with him on that. I think there was times where I thought, you know, Michigan should be able to do it. His defensive ends or defensive line should hold back uh, Florida uh, State, and they're going to hone in on Dalvin Cook. And and the very fact is our defense, for the most part of the game, did well, I'd have to say. You know, in the beginning, the first two quarters, the line of scrimmage uh, Michigan was getting beat at. Uh, They could not uh, stop uh, Dalvin Cook. In fact, the quarterback, you know, I, I, Jason and I, like you were bringing up earlier, a friend of mine, we were just talking about on the way to the brewery, we were just talking about, you know, talking that D- Dalvin Cook is very, he's a, a tough runner. He gets to all the tough yards. He's really tough to bring down, but he's also a, just a threat with the at the passing game. And you saw that in this game, and he and the dude just rolled up on us and we couldn't stop him. And um, obviously he is an all American running back and he's going to go probably second or third running back in the draft. And there's a reason why. So,
0: yeah, well, I want to touch on, um, uh, well, gosh, there's a lot of things to discuss with this and everything, but um, it will and Spate did not pan out for this game. uh, Even like uh, Steven was, hoping uh and as many of us hoped uh we're hoping that he kind of step up for this game. he did come through in the second half when it was coming to the grind of things uh Stephen yeah. was hoping that he was gonna throw three touching uh touchdowns he only got one he did get the uh two point conversion though I don't know how much you want to count that for, but then um but at the very end, he wasn't able to convert to keep the ball moving down the field for any last-chance field goal or anything for Michigan. But that's a main issue that was noticed from the very beginning of the game. At the very beginning of the game, I mean, it just looked like Michigan was not there. And even um, I was texting with my dad a little bit. He's not the biggest sports fan. Uh, he's more of a basketball fan because uh, my family's originally from Kentucky. But he's gotten into football probably mainly because I watch it, but he, uh, he was talking about, it and he just said, man, they were talking about how Michigan was all business and preparing this week and everything, but it looks like they haven't played together, together at all this week, by the way, they were performing at the beginning of the game. Right. And that was a good observation because that's what mm-hmm. it was like. It was like Florida state had just come off playing a game last week and Michigan had not been playing since then in November.
1: Yeah. so And you got seniors. Yeah. We're talking seniors, a lot of seniors in Florida State had a lot of freshmen they started. So that really stings that that's how good Florida State's going to be that they played a, quite a few freshmen in this game and we got burned by them. And that's tough to deal with. But you're right. I mean, that's a great observation. It really looked like this offense. I mean, we're talking about offensive team that mustered only what 83 yards in the first half i mean that's crazy we couldn't run we couldn't run the ball at all i think the only player that stepped up and seemed to get us yardage with vision and ran well to the outside was uh, evans he ran very well in this game and i i'm not exactly sure you know they kept switching him out i would just kept giving evans the ball the whole entire game um but you're right wilton spate this is it's a tough one because even Michigan fans, and we talked about this live that day, on who, you know, who's going to get a brunt of the blame, and you know, there's it's going to happen. It's, you know, we're, we're passionate Michigan fans. Is do you say the offensive line or did Spate? And I'm going to say me. It's a combination of both. I think the offensive line was terrible in this game. They could not block at all. It seemed like Spate had two to three seconds to throw the ball, but I also know that if that's the case and that's what you're dealing with, then Spate needs to have that two second clock in his head. And that's just, it's tough to do, but you're almost going to have to, I've seen quarterbacks do it. I've seen them in bowl games where um, they've had a little less time to throw, but they've overcome it. So that's something that they, he just needs to work on.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on how it was between the offensive line and, Will and Spate, because even the times when Will and Spate had time, he was not performing very well. Like I said, he he came through and he brought the team back and he got Michigan back in the game uh, after the uh, pick six uh, kind of got uh, momentum back for us. But he was off all throughout the night. Like I said, part of it was from the offensive line. But even when he was given the time, he was off. He was throwing ahead of people. Uh, his passes were sloppy. It was one of those times where you needed him to step up. You need your quarterback to step up and take the lead, and he just wasn't performing at the level that was necessary to be able to yeah. get the lead and hold the lead or even march down the field for a last-second field goal to try to win the game and everything. Um, you And talking about how much time <clears throat> he had or did not have – and how poor the offensive line did, tackles for loss. Uh, I don't know if you heard any of this uh, for sure, the numbers and everything, but yeah. how many more tackles for loss do you think Florida State had the Michigan? I'll say about 10. Close, Nine. Wow. So Michigan only uh mustered up 6 tackles for loss and so then Florida State had 15.
1: Yeah. 15.
0: Okay. That's that's rough. I mean yeah. usually you see those numbers clo- uh closer together and usually Michigan does well with tackles for loss. But then even when you just look at straight up tackles uh <laughs> FSU had 42 solo tackles and Michigan only had 25.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. For
0: total tackles, Michigan right. had 47. They almost had as many solo tackles as we had total tackles.
1: <laughs> right. That's so, just Yeah, that's, that's numbers there, man.
0: Yeah, and we're and Michigan's known for its defense and like you and like you were saying, the defense was the one thing that really honestly performed the best the best that night. And yeah, while sometimes did. it didn't look like it I'll go ahead and say probably the thing that killed us is the thing that worried us at the beginning of the season that didn't come out until this game. Um, Because at the beginning of the season, we were worried about all the big plays that the defense was allowing. Here and there, we kept winning our games because we were playing um, easier opponents, but then we were worried about the bigger games like Iowa and Ohio State, and we didn't really allow that. We wound up losing those games, but we didn't allow the big plays on defense. But then when it came to Florida State, those big plays came out and killed us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that's the thing is um, that's crazy stats you're set, you're throwing out there, man, that uh, this team was loaded. They have incredible talent. And like I said before, but you're right, having some a lot of freshmen – I mean, obviously having the one of the best running backs in the country on your team doesn't it helps a lot, but you're right um I think my thing was the defense did it didn't do well in the beginning, but then it held them to twenty points it, it, for most of the game, and that kept us in the game to to almost to a point to where the defense was kicking our offense's butt, saying, Look, man, you guys got to score some points here. We're doing all we can to stop this team. You can only stop them for so long. You're going to get your butt in gear. And I think what really broke the game out was the McRae 14 yard interception return. And that was huge because, you know, McRae is the one that got burned by uh, Dalvin Cook on a throw. Um, when he was covering them and that was you know, bad coverage and and cook is much faster than mccray and and mccray made up for it and did really well but yeah we came back and did really well and i think that was a turning point in that third quarter i think the end of the third quarter and that's when mccray got the interception really put us back on the map and i think that's the kind of thing i think it's weird it's like michigan's waiting for this turnover or this magical momentum shifter in order to get their butts in gear instead of just saying, hey, let's do it now. Let's get this offense rolling. It's like they need something like that to get moving. And that's what drives me nuts is they should have kept it with Spay, obviously, and they should have had a better, better blocking. The offensive line just reeked all day. And they should have just gave it to Evans. I mean, Evans was having a great game. just And do it that way and try to figure out, look, if you can't block, then you're going to have to figure out a way of having some dump passes. I like that uh, Spate was throwing down the middle and getting to the tight ends. Bunting had some good catches down the middle and opening up the game. He had like 10 yards here, 10 yards there, which is great. That freed up uh, some of the block uh, avenues for Evans to run, which was great. But uh, those are the kind of things I'm talking about. You don't always have to take shots down the field. To Darbo or Chesson, um, Chesson, so you don't need to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it it was uh, nice to see Spate connect on some of those passes. Bunting definitely stepped up in uh, some of those cases, and Darbo and Chesson just at different times uh, throughout the game as well. But uh, but yeah, you're talking about Cook, you brought up Cook. That was the thing that we were talking about before the game. If Michigan was able to shut down Cook, that would be a difference maker and help us win the game. Obviously, we saw that that didn't happen. And going back to how I was specifically talking about the big plays that were allowed by the defense, um, and even though that happened, how the defense was probably the best part of the entire game, I mean, maybe, I guess, if you would say outside of Kenny Allen, because he's been solid, as as you've said, for so many games in a row now. But even though the defense... Allowed a total of 33 points. They were shut down. Uh, They played shut down defense, basically, in the second and third quarter, only allowing three points. The first and fourth quarter were brutal because in the first quarter, there were the two big plays that they allowed, which one was the uh, 92-yard touchdown pass. And Nyquan Murray, yeah. Yeah, and I think the other one was it was either uh there was a 75 or 71 yard carry by Delvin Cook or there was a 45 yeah. re- yard reception by him i can't remember which one came when but one of those also happened in the first quarter
1: yeah um yeah.
0: so that that burned the defense in the first quarter and then when he go into the fourth quarter um main reason why there were 13 points scored by fsu in that quarter was actually he fell on the special teams uh, yeah. during that kick return that wound up setting up uh, Michigan for the loss there because uh, the player got so far down the field. He almost got tackled at what? It was like the Michigan 25 or not the yeah. Michigan 25, the, the FSU 25, but then right. it was a missed tackle
1: and Sweden all know how that ended for us. So yeah, he had a great game. Mattelis, so, but um, no, you're right. And that's the thing is it, it, Look, there's some, there's some things about this game that you can say. There's some positive things that could happen. Then there's some things you can say. Kenny Allen was always consistent. Um, it, uh, Taco Charlton had a game. He has been one of the bright, shining moments of this year and this game. In this, uh, Metellus did great. In fact, I think he came in for peppers. He balled out, did great. McCray had a blown coverage against Cook on that. But you know what? He's covering one of the best running backs in the country, you know, and, and he's not going to outrun Dalvin cook. He's not going to, but came up big with that interception to put us uh, get points on the board and, and, and kind of give us momentum shift. And then Evans, I think balled out too. I think he ran the ball. Well, I don't, I just don't think he got the ball enough. I think he ran, uh, he had that 30 yard run, which was great. And, um and I tell you, you get certain moments where people do really good. And then there's moments where people just were disappointing. I think Jordan Lewis was very disappointing in this game. I think this was a game he probably would like to forget. And some of his, uh, trolling of people that don't like him that would like to keep remembering and give it to him. But, um, you know, him missing blown coverage on Nyquan Murray on that 92 yard pass hurt. um, it really looked like Jordan Lewis was not covering him well, and then he got burned again on that twelve yard pass. He just out jumped him <laughs> and Nyquan Murray with the twelve yard reception for a touchdown again, so he had two touchdowns he balled out, and that's how we were and and then that the thing is taken away from good things in this game that you can hold your hand on and then there's things that you just were disappointed in and just it was a little too late that's all
0: yeah well one thing that disappointed me that kind of surprised me and I know that that it does happen but just uh when Florida State went down and after they had that big kick return I don't know if it was the very first play but was one of the first plays after that they had they connected with Dalvin Cook for Mm -hmm. 10 or 15 yards more and it just surprised me that they didn't have anyone on him. Um, because if you look at these stats, Dalvin cook, uh, put up 145 yards rushing and 62 yards receiving. And then the next, co- uh, rusher was in single digits and, uh, Dalvin cook was the second leading, res- uh, receiver. The first one being Murray and, so it's just basically cover Murray and cook and then focus outside of that. Because really outside of that, nobody else produced at all. Because then, uh, then for rushing, for total accumulative uh, yards, was two yards, positive yards, by the other um, running backs outside of the uh, quarterback. And then the other two receivers that actually had receptions – had 13 yards and 23 yards.
1: Right. Yep.
0: So really, I mean, it it just really shocked me that there was nobody, there was blatantly nobody watching him or at least nobody close enough to be able to keep a watch on him because he caught, um, I think it was kind of a little delayed screen pass and he just like ran right across the front and he was wide open. The closest person was like maybe five yards away. I think that's being generous, but there was somebody blocking them right there and, gets up the field like it was nothing towards the end of the game. So I, it, that kind of thing just surprised me, especially right there at the end of the game. You know that's going to be coming between him and Murray. So,
1: Yeah, and, you know, and I'm looking at some, you know, some of the t- stats and things like that. And, you know, one of the things I think has becomes very apparent is the, it, you know, Florida State out through us, you know, two hundred and twenty three yards to one sixty four on ours. Um, so obviously our zone. Obviously, most of our yards, you know, we well, we had eighty three yards and we just obviously couldn't pass in the first half, but we came on strong in the second half. But mine was the you know, you're looking at the com- completions, to two attempts, and it's pretty apparent that it's crazy how much how bad Florida State did. In the passing, I mean, we're talking 9-27. to So out of 27 passes, he only completed 9. <laughs> so what's that tell you? But yet, you got Spate. He had 38 uh, attempts, and he completed 21. We should have rolled this team. I mean, that, that's some stats. It's, it's amazing because he, actually you think that the quarterback for Florida State did well. He actually did not. He just had big plays, big throws down the field for touchdowns and And then you look at yards per pass, eight yards to our four yards, that's what's apparent here is they threw for bigger plays, threw for longer down the field and connected for touchdowns and we didn't yeah, well,
0: if you take away that one pass, that one ninety two yeah. yard touchdown pass, those numbers would look vastly different. I mean it'd be closer to a hundred and thirty total passing yards, okay. and it would probably be the average would be uh not cut in half but Nearly cut in half, yeah. Because of that one one large passing play. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I was looking at these stats and I was um, shocked, really, when you kind of think about it on how they won this game with those ugly uh, some of those ugly stats. Now, of course, I mean you look at some of them and it's not surprising when their one running back has 145 yards and your whole um, yeah. running back regime
1: can't even muster up 100. So. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is I think they even mentioned it, and I, and I I kind of n- noticed it too, and I'm glad somebody on one of the commentators said it was all all the three losses that Michigan's had. We've not, uh, um, ran over a th- hundred yards each, oh. and every one of those losses we've ran for under a hundred yards. We had 89 in this in this, and then Florida State had 149. There's your game. Yeah. <laughs> There's your game right there, and and that it, it's sad because you know we're we were at what what is our rushing average? We were at what two point five, and they were at four point three. So that tells you right there that they just outrushed us, and that's that was a disturbing trend with Michigan running backs and the running game and the block and the blocking on the and the on the offensive line is we can't seem to. We don't have a marquee rush running back, you know, like Dalvin Cook. We don't have that guy. I mean, I think we've had glimpses of where each one of the guys does well, like on uh, Smith, great against Indiana, and then you had uh, you'd have um, one of the other guys, uh, Evans, did great in this game. And the thing is, is you know, when you don't have a marquee guy that you need to stop, like Dalvin Cook, like Florida State have, it's tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well. We don't have a running back like that yet.
1: Aha. Right. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: just going to leave it at that. Well, let's go ahead <laughs> a few more. You know, I don't want to get too stat heavy on here because a lot of people don't really like to hear them. But we've allowed about 583 rushing yards in the last final four games that yeah. tells you something that we've that's why we've lost these games and the, these last games have struggled to win i mean we really had a tough time these last four to five games for michigan have been really rough and this was one of them where we just we, we our offense is it's just struggled and i think that's become a real concern for me it's been a concerning for me for a while and i think a lot of people are like you know our defense is good i think we did what we could to win i think we did well um but um i think the offensive line is just has a tough, tough time blocking it just we i don't think we have the players yet that 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 blocks well that that keeps the guy like spate uh he, he's a good quarterback when he has time but you know what there's just times where you're just gonna have you know that pocket's gonna break down he's got to figure out a way to get through there so
0: yeah, well, for most of the season, our offensive line did a good job uh, pass blocking, but this game, it really kind of fell apart on both fronts for the rushing, uh, the run blocking and the pass blocking. But uh, bringing up uh, the good things with the defense, not a lot going to change with the defense in the near future because uh, many of you probably heard that uh, Don Brown got a contract ex- extension. And while many may have been thinking that things were going to change for the offense, we do have to say breaking news. Do you know what this is, Craig? Drevno. Yeah, but he's not leaving. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Just came in. I just got it Uh, because here we're recording late enough. But. Uh, article posted at 11 p.m. that Drevno uh, uh, agreed to a five-year deal. Yeah. So, while many people were saying that he was gone, that he was leaving, he's not. Supposedly,
1: as yeah. Record. So this is a real. I just I, I put a a poll on it twi- on Twitter real quick because I wanted to see what everybody had to say about Michigan and hiring him, giving him a a, a five-year deal. Uh, I think is a what. Uh, One million per year, which is good money.
0: Yeah,
1: and just want to know what you know if this was a good move for Michigan to do because I've been, I'm on the fence. I can't say that I'm ecstatic about this, and I'm not going to say that I'm not because I think getting an offensive coordinator is good, but I'm just. I, would, I need to see more because the very fact that the last four games, our offense have stunk. It just, it really has let us down. I think our defense have done great and keeping us in games and our offense just can't score very well. And I'm, I'm trying to think, is it Drebno's fault? Is it just that we still have hope players that we need to get rid of? Like Steven, Steven was talking about, you know, and he made some good points that there are a few guys on this team that just aren't, uh, balling out like they should. And once we get, uh, Harbaugh's guys on the offensive line, that Spade or even our future Peters Peters coming in, and then McCaffrey coming in to be our quarterback will do better. I don't know. I don't think there's enough here yet to say this is a bad idea to give him a five-year extension, or or it's a a good idea. I just don't know yet. I think we need to see another year of it. But so far in the last four games, it's not been good. So. I
0: I agree with a lot of what you're saying because I I'm surprised to see that too that they're retaining uh, Drevno for that um, kind of contract and everything and I and I and a lot of people I think are on the same page as you where there was a lot of question around the offense at the end of the season part of it be part of it is kind of understandable because we know that our offense has not been the strong part of the team. But then some of it is just also, you know, open up the dang playbook. Well, that's, and when yeah, something's like, not working, try yeah. something else.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because everybody was, like, going, man, our play calling stinks. And the very fact is we're on the heels of, what, Ohio State hiring a new offensive coordinator. And we're talking, what is it, Wilson from Indiana is now the offensive coordinator. Yeah, because they lost theirs to Texas. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine, but Wilson's a pretty darn good coach, man. He was great at Indiana, and he he because Indiana's been really good on offense. They haven't had a very good defense whatsoever, but they have a good offense. And that's the kind of things I'm talking about is them going hard at. It looks like Ohio State didn't like the way they played either. They didn't like the way that uh, their offense was running. They had a hard time scoring. Obviously, they got shut out at Clem, with Clemson, but. When you see that, does it make people go, "Gosh, you know what? I want to see Drevno just open up that playbook, or Jim Harbaugh is going to got to let him open up that playbook." I don't know what's going on. I'm you know I'm not an inside guy, but this one I'm just I'm struggling with because I just don't know. I don't know Drevno enough. I don't know his play calling. All I know is there's been times where I've questioned it.
0: Yeah, no, totally totally agree with that. And actually, before I get too far and before we forget, uh, we mentioned how um, Stephen Brown left us two voicemails, so we want to get to that one here, his other one here shortly, the one that was after the game, because uh, I'm looking here at our time and I don't want to get too far away from it. Um, but, yeah, that that is going to be kind of a question thing moving forward and kind of seeing, you know, how much is Drevno calling and how much is Harbaugh essentially calling on the offense. So it'll be kind of interesting to see. I, it hasn't been that impressive that I think, wow, you got to make sure not to let Drevno go, but we'll see. Um, I mean, things haven't been that bad and it's still a little bit of a growing process.
1: So, well, I mean, what was your thoughts on letting fish go then well, um, not go, but fish moving on to UCLA.
0: I don't know. Um I uh maybe I would have been more inclined to uh keep fish and let Drevno go somewhere, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or do you see or do you see as Jim Harbaugh's create, you know, giving the quarterbacks, he's developing the quarterbacks and Fish is getting the credit for it or you know 'Cause he is a quarterback's coach, so I'm not sure. It, yeah,
0: it's it's really kinda of tough to say because I have not seen a lot uh with that and obviously we're not close enough to actually be uh in the organization or see a lot with practices or anything quite like that. How some people do and they know more on those situations. But yeah, that's that's kinda of tough. Like my my personal reaction is I'd feel more inclined to keep fish and um let no go, but I mean, that's that's my two two cents early on that subject. So. Yeah,
1: and developing Rudak and doing a great job of having a transfer come in and do as well as he did, and then spate a guy who was on what third on the depth chart when Hoke was here, and then becoming the number one guy is pretty. it pretty impressive as far as like coaching up a quarterback and doing well. So I'll have to give fish credit if that's what he did. He did an excellent job. So yeah, I get what you're saying, just quickly before you get to that call again, or to Stevens call, um, I did, I I did the poll on Drevno whether it was a good move to keep the offense and just kind of keep everybody a lot of votes in. Basically everybody, 73% said yes. 10% Ten percent said no, and then seventeen percent said maybe.
0: For and how was it? The question phrased exactly. Sorry, that
1: just Drevno agreed Michigan and Drevno agreed to a five a new five year deal. Was this a good move for our offense? Okay, all right. So basically, most people say yes, it is. So, all right. Yeah. We'll it's kind interesting. Of, so
0: yeah, and it hasn't been awful, but. It hasn't been the most amazing thing, but we'll see. We'll kind of see how that goes. So we'll play this voicemail, get uh, Stephen's thoughts after the game, and then we'll continue uh, our final thoughts with the game and talking with things with that. So let's go into the voicemail.
2: Uh, well, this is um Stephen Brown. Um, it, it, You know, um, hmm. let's just get right into it. We need offensive linemen. Um, uh, Joe, Jordan Lewis, he got exposed tonight. He really got exposed tonight. Um, Delano and Lavert Hill. None of them are good. I mean, I'm not going to say it runs in the family because Lavert is a freshman, but I can't see him starting over Ambry Thomas. I just can't. I think Lavert is going to be on the bench for a while. Um, Wilton. Wilton's going to have to earn his job next year. He really is because I think Brandon Peters is coming. Um, I believe Najee Harris is coming in as far as running backs. Chris Evans is good, but, you know, Karan Higdon and, and, um, I don't even know who's, I don't know what Kareem Walker was. I saw him dress, but, oh man, it was a, it was a lot. Big ups to Florida State. They, they balled out. Florida State played a lot of freshmen. Michigan played a lot of seniors. I know Jabril wasn't there. That would have made a difference, but, the fact remains, with the seniors they had, you know, they should have played better. Um, they may play the last few minutes, but the offensive line, man, Kyle, Kayla's, Ben, Braden, Ben, Bredesen, and Eric Magnuson, man, those guys. Oh man, I, see, I've never played football, so I can't talk about them too bad, but they're just not good. Anyway, looking forward to next season, God willing. I, I hate that I'm not going to be on Twitter with you all, but it, it was just, it was, it was, it was a. It, it was a tough game to watch, especially down the stretch. I think that, that well, that kickoff that's what sealed it. Um, but 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 I mean, Taco Charleston, I I, I want to give props to Taco. Taco had a great game. I was hoping DeAndre wouldn't come back, but he's bounced back all year like Jalen Hurts. Like I said, that's Michigan needs guys like that. Um, like 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 Francois, like guys who can take a lick licking, especially at a young age, and just you know keep on ticking for the most part. And say, okay, well I'm coming back. There's nothing you can do. Um, but I, I don't know. I think next year is going to tell the tale. I don't think Wilton will be the quarterback. I may be wrong, but I think Brandon Peters is going to give him all he wants in spring practice and fall camp and even more. So we'll see. Hopefully Najee comes in and wins the starting job as a running back. Maybe Kareem. I don't know if Najee doesn't come, but I, I'm i pretty positive Najee's coming. It was a, it was a good game, though. I, I'm just disappointed in some of the play calling, especially with Drevno. Some of, some of that stuff, that, those fly sweeps, those jets. I mean, come on, man. Like, Come on, that – come on. It is cute in game five, but come on. But anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to the next season, God willing. So hopefully they'll do better. But it starts up front with the O-line. And some of those guys have been there too long to be that bad, once again. Um, you know the names, but we'll see. Yep. So a little bit of a yeah.
0: different uh, tone with that one and totally understandable because – things did not turn out as anybody expected or as he yeah. expected. So a uh, lot to say with that, but definitely uh, talking positive and the negatives definitely have to, when you're talking about the positives, give out the uh, credit to uh, Taco Charlton. That was, uh, he had a great game.
1: Yeah. He, he played, he's played well all game, all year. So, but he's right. I mean, there's just guys on the team, like the offensive line that just aren't blocking. Well, we mentioned that earlier in this, in the show, just, and he's right. And he's just, they're not guys that it doesn't seem, you know, we know that uh, Jim Harbaugh is a master uh, developer and he can develop any player he can. But, you know, these guys are just kind of, they've been around a while. They've been kind of through Hulk and the way he coaches, and they're just, they, they, at times they played okay. And then times they just didn't play good at all. And they block well. And once we get those guys and we get that elite running back, he's talking about Najee Harris, you know, we're all hoping he does pick Michigan. We're not, I'm not holding my breath because of the very fact it's not worth it. It's not worth, you know, thinking that the number one recruit, uh, overall recruit in the country and in running and in running back position, that's going to go to Michigan. Uh I don't know, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it because obviously this is a drama, and you know if he p- picks Michigan that's gonna be fantastic I mean that'll be what we need but uh, uh but y you, you know he mentioned the very thing that you did is you, you talked about Drebnell. i mean and and there and you, if you listen to his voice, he's talking about some of the play calling was just you know cute you know and that's a great word for it It was like hey it worked in the first four games and five games but it it didn't work anymore because people knew that we were going to do it because it's almost like we didn't have anything left like we have 15 plays in our playbook and that was about it and i'm like you got to do more than that and it's it's interesting that you said that so um caleb and you brought that up but um you know he makes a lot of good points and i'm pretty much with him on what he says here so
0: yeah well one thing that i've discussed uh there was a discussion i think it was actually in the blue network group uh but that's definitely been discussed uh looking out into the future and everything and don't want to get into too much but he talked about will and spay and that is the truth for all the players uh i i do not have a doubt whatsoever that every player will be fighting for the position next year as it Will always be uh, with the Harbaugh staff because they're going to want the best players to be playing. Um, so right. Will and Spate will have to fight for the starting quarterback position, and it is going to be tough to get next year with uh, Peters, and then who knows how well McCaffrey is going to do when he comes in. So we'll kind of have to see, watch, and see how that goes. So it, uh, it's anybody's call really i mean that was a big talking point for the off season of uh 2016 and it's going to be a big talking point of 2017 so
1: yeah no it really will be and it will continue to be and we'll see where michigan goes obviously you get uh well it'll be interesting to see where if spate becomes the number one quarterback next year i think people are expecting that um at me, I'm always, you know, I'll probably throw a poll, another poll sooner or later down the season. If, if people are excited about Spate, you know, or are they just kind of like, yeah, he's decent. Is he great though? No, you know, and that's where I'm wondering if people are going to be at. And I think people want to be excited again over a quarterback. I think that they w- are definitely waiting on McCaffrey, who they're very, very excited about and Peters and see what he can do. So, it's going to take time it's going to take a while but until we get those players i mean harbaugh's gonna to have to coach him up and do really well i think we're gonna have a good year year next year but um but it'll be interesting to see at uh, seeing some of these hope players move on and and get Jim jim harbaugh's uh, recruits in will be good things
0: yeah yeah lots uh a lot to be watching as this uh, next year rolls on and everything. And, yeah, uh, just to kind of uh, go into some closing thoughts here about the Orange Bowl and everything. I mean, honestly, it really was a heck of a battle. Uh, the team did come together at the end to uh, try to finish it off and series of unfortunate events, those big plays uh, throughout the game that really put Florida State on top and uh, Michigan wasn't able to put it away. I mean, even if uh, there wasn't that blocked extra point that was taken back, at most it would have been a three-point game. So heartbreaking but uh tough fight uh, finishing this season again with 10-3. Uh, and three. You know, I mean, it's year two, and I know a lot of people say it and everything, and it's like Harbaugh's going to get his guys and yada, yada. Uh, but it's it, – it's already an improvement and things are going well. And I mean, the future is bright for Michigan. This is looking like a great recruiting class coming in already and it's not even done yet. So we'll just, uh, kind of have to see and, uh, watch it moving forward.
1: Yep. Yeah. And we're, we're excited for it, but, um, you know, it was a tough loss, and Michigan should have won, and we had it, and like you said, and, you know, we need to figure out a way within the last minute to close teams out. And, you know, and until Michigan is able to do that, we'll I, – I like the passion that people have that – you know, and I want to clarify this is, look, I think we we need to kind of hold back when you hear people say – a 10-win season is a bad season or it's not a good season. I think what they're saying is Michigan at this point with Jim Harbaugh and this team, it's not that it was a bad season. What we're saying is it's not good enough. We can't be content with a 10-win season. We can't. 10-win seasons aren't going to get us to the championship playoff. They're just going to get us to a really good bowl game. And I think Michigan fans want think better for it, better than that, and I I I think it's a good thing. I think it's great that we expect more than that.
0: Yeah, no, and this is like this is back where things are supposed to be, where it's double digit uh, exactly. wins for yep. each year. So we'll we'll be watching it how it moves forward and everything. So. Um, thanks uh steven for calling in for those voicemails we'll still be looking forward to that during the off season as well if you uh feel free to call in so with uh with that being said though we will go ahead and go into uh some final closing thoughts before we send the episode out so uh we will get moving into that
1: whoa ah.
0: Sorry, that volume was really loud there on that transition. I'll blame Craig for that. I don't know why, but... (laughs) We,
1: like, like totally motored out on that. That was cool. Yeah. So,
0: uh, well, again, uh, I think the watch party was fun. Expect uh, some things like that, more things like that in 2017. And then, of course, we were present at a lot of the home games this year, so we'll be checking. Oh, something, yeah, something that I don't want to forget to mention is if anybody knows and has any recommendations, we will be looking for a spot to have at home games, uh, a tailgating spot. I mean, we don't need anything huge or extravagant or anything. We just are looking to be as close as possible to the stadium. And we have one lead uh, that I know of uh, offhand right now that's uh, pretty close, but it's not. We want to be in kind of a traffic area, easy to get to for people right before they get to the game and everything. So if anybody has any info, uh, let us know because we'll be interested. I mean, this will be Blue Network stuff. So, I mean, uh, Rashawn will probably be there. We'll be there. And then uh, anybody else that we're working with, uh, just a place to meet up. And then probably, weather permitting, have our equipment there too and do some uh, live stuff and get some uh, real fan talk going on as well that we were able to do once this year. So
1: yeah yep so that would be really cool if we can get somewhere really cool close to the stadium and able to do this where people can come up and talk because it's tailgating is really a lot of fun tell you
0: yeah for sure if you haven't done it uh, check it out because um, we did it for the Y game and that was pretty fun over there at the golf course so um, I think we got most of it I know I mean there was a lot to be said and uh, I guess if we miss anything, we'll have plenty of time during the offseason to kind of get back to it. But uh, do you have anything to add before we kind of close things out here?
1: No, nope, uh, it was a good season. Good, um, it was a good, exciting bowl game, I'll tell you that, man. I, I think I said Michigan likes to give those ESPN Classics a, a lot of games, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we had like two or three this year we gave him the iowa game we gave him the ohio state game and then we gave him this florida state game Jeez, oh pete's man can get them all give them a lot of material
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding that's for sure Thanks. so we need to try to do that and some wins not some losses so we'll check it out um yeah so kind of with that, that that'll be some of our final thoughts and everything i don't really have anything else to add so we will go ahead and uh finish things off we appreciate you guys tuning in welcome to the new year thanks for listening and as always go blue
1: go blue